Hello and welcome to the Pay Talks Podcast. In this episode today, I speak with my best mate and F1 fan, Thomas Ballas. Thomas and I chat about the F1 season that has just gone, and we just spoke before the Hungarian Grand Prix, so we don't mention anything about what happened after that, but we chatted about what happened at Silverson, who's going to be the next big drivers, and we chat about Bottas's movements. So for all your F1 fans out here, this is a little bit of an update on the current F1 season. I hope you enjoy it. Well, hello and welcome to the Pay Tools podcast. Today, I'm doing a little bit something different. Instead of having a bit of a bio talk, bio chat, we are now having a bit of a, a chat about, you know, Formula One and the current F1 season. And today I'm talking to a friend of mine who's an F1 fan, Thomas Barlas. Welcome to the Paddy Talks podcast. G'day, Paddy. Hello, everyone. Very good, mate. Very good. Uh, so, Tom, how's everything going at the moment, mate? Melbourne in lockdown at the moment. Well, out of lockdown at the moment. But how's it been? Uh, pretty good for myself. I've been able to maintain um, employment, still working and doing stuff like that, uni online. Other than that, it's all, it's all pretty good. Just just plodding along, doing doing my thing at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, well, you know, we're going to get into the F1, um, Formula One. As If anyone's listening tonight, Formula One is one of the world's craziest sporting events that happens nearly every second or third Sunday, depending on where you are around the world. Uh, it's one of the craziest racing events in the world. And we're going to speak a bit about the Formula One season that's happening at the moment in 2021, which has been a quite crazy one, Tom. Um, can you just give us an idea of what's happened in the past few months in the world of Formula One? Oh, well, to begin with, um, so over the last seven years, I, I think it is, Mercedes have been dominant um, with Lewis Hamilton. And so this year they took a, had a change with regulations and that ended up shooting Red Bull and Max Verstappen. So this year it's a lot closer. So we have Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen majority fighting out for the championship, neck and neck. So it's pretty pretty exciting stuff at the moment in Formula One. Pretty good. Yeah, I know. Watch. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, yeah. And, you know, you look at it and you go, wow, how cool is this? And, uh, you know, it's quite funny, as we saw, and we'll get to Silverstone, but, like, some of the some of the craziness has happened. The red flags in Azerbaijan, the whole chaos that happened in Bahrain in the first race. It was, it's pretty crazy to watch. And um, from my personal opinion, you know, I can't believe that Verstappen's been able to find this extra pace, and it probably shows you how good Red Bull are in terms of their management and their skills and the way they've gone things. It's it's pretty crazy. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Red Bull, yeah, Red Bull's obviously one of the top teams and has been for a very long time. They've proven race winners, championship winners. So that's there's no surprise there and yeah. there's no surprise they're the ones challenging yeah yeah i know and you know from a fan's point of view you think how good's this because there was conversations a couple of years back even tom you know when we were chatting you know and it's like well it's got boring now mercedes keep winning and it's kind of good to see this whole yeah. rivalry is coming back and you know the commentators getting very excited by it and you know this week we're going to get a good race in hungary which will be great to see and um yeah so yeah, exactly. tom, yeah, and so, Tom, yeah. um, I was going to say, what do you make of Max Verstappen's lead? Do you think he's got it um, after what happened in the British Grand Prix or do you think Hamilton will find a way? Personally, I think Verstappen hasn't. I just feel like that Red Bull car compared to the Mercedes is just a little bit quicker. And in terms of just raw speed individually between himself and Hamilton, he can match him and sometimes beat him. So I feel like that's not an issue. So 
Yeah, I, I think Verstappen has it over the course of the season, but obviously Hamilton has proven it. He knows it's a marathon, not a sprint, as he said. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be close. You'd say yeah, close, yeah, I, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it'll be. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think it's gonna be a close one. I think that yeah, you look at you look at both drivers um, on what they've done. It's pretty pretty awesome to see. It's quite it's quite crazy, you know. Sometimes Formula One it delves up to be a major thing, and you know you look at from what's happened in the last twenty years, and so uh, with you know Prost and Senna and that, it, it's quite good to see a fresh rivalry. And you know, Verstappen was quite eminent last year in twenty twenty that we've got these guys if we get the right car and the design, and probably didn't get a lot of luck last year. Well, this year he's got a bit of luck. Even though he's got uh, taken out in uh, Silverson, which I thought happened, oh, I, I know many F1 fans will argue that probably, um, as Anton Senna says, you know, there's a gap. <laughs> you got to you got to take it. Um, yeah. but, but you know, it looks like you know it's looking really close. And I think you know, hats off to Red Bull for what they've done um, in terms of designing that car. It's, it's pretty awesome to see. And Tom, what, what's your take on that, mate? Do you think how you think? So you think Hamilton's oh. going to do it? Do you think? <laughs> Choppies at the end. Um, I I personally think Verstappen will get the choppies. That's that's my personal opinion. I just I just have I don't know. I've got this feeling that Verstappen is a little bit better as well. Like I know it's very controversial to say Hamilton's got his seven <laughs> championships, ninety nine wins, a hundred poles or whatever it is. Like it's unbelievable numbers. But I just feel like Verstappen's young and hungry and determined and is a lot more mature. Then when he started, especially he's very mature for a 23-year-old kid in Formula 1. He's raced over 100 races. So I just feel like he's going to get the choppies at the end. And especially, like, I feel like that Red Bull car is just a bit better as well, which is going to help him out. Yeah, I was also going to say, like, you know, you look at it from Perez's point of view and Bottas's point of view, they've had shockers of seasons. Why, why do you think that's led to it? I, I, like, I look from it and I go... Well, hang on a minute. Bottas should be allowed to win the race when he wants to, and there's this whole mentality you can't do that. While Perez, unfortunately, can't get any mojo with his car, has gear issues, power issue, power unit issues, then spun out in the sprint race, which didn't help his car. You know, all these things don't help work for his way. I think Perez, it's Perez is still trying to get used to that car. You've seen over the last couple of years with Albon and Gasly in that Red Bull, it's a very difficult car to drive, as it seems. So. Uh, Perez is obviously done better than the other two, so I think he's take, him's taking his time, slowly getting used to the car. Like I feel like he's not there yet, but Bottas is. I think Bottas is just having a shocker. Yeah, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it's also the fact that he he probably thinks, or he may be worried that he's going to lose his seat for next year, so that might be playing on his mind. So yeah, who knows. Yeah, I know, and like we've heard rumours and that of Russell getting the uh, told that he could be getting the nod very soon, as well. Yeah. And you, you look from it, like I watch it and I go, well, why? Why they've got the same car, so how can they have this issue? And then you go, well, hang on a minute, one team, one team favours the other, and it always unfortunately does happen. I think same thing happened with Ricardo when he left Red Bull. I think Red Bull decided to leave him away and said, oh, you do your own thing. So it's a very different mindset to what we normally see in other sports yeah. where it's a team. One and two battling for each other. It's, it's a unique uh, proposition that normally happens. And, you know, like, I don't know, Tom, but I'm a bit of a, you know, I'm a bit corny for, um, a bit corny for the man himself in, in for McLaren and Daniel Ricciardo. 
Um, and, you know, seeing him go this year hasn't been a great season overall from my opinion. You know, he's been off the pace and it's not good to see. But I think, you know, his last race he improved better on what he did. But, you know, what does he need to do to improve further with his with his driving technique? In terms of what he needs to do. But, like, I, like uh, time, time is essence when it comes to learning new things. You saw, like, at Renault his first year, he saw really struggled the first half of the season. And then slowly got better. And then we saw last year, compared to Ocon, compared to even like most of the midfield cars, that Renault was the fifth, sixth best car at some stages. And he was able to come fifth in the championship, I think it was, fourth or fifth in the championship. Um, put on a lot of points, got two podiums. So he's he's proven that he can overcome issues with getting used to a new car. But I think this McLaren must seem difficult to drive. I think it doesn't suit his driving style and without the same amount of pre-season testing as well as practice during these, uh, during the season doesn't help with getting used to, used to the car and getting accustomed to how to drive it. So that's probably why it's taken a bit longer. But I think also saying that, like, I know I'm a big Ricardo fan, but, like, it's it's been a while. It's been 10 races. You expect someone of his calibre of his experience of his um, ability to be able to get used to it by now. But I guess, like, in the end, it's it's a season where he'll come wherever he'll come. As long as McLaren come third in the constructors, that's probably what matters at the moment. And then getting stuff used to the car, be fighting for championships in the not-too-distant future, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. And on, on to, you know, other um, drivers who I'm really raging over, like, George Russell is one that, a lot of people are fan favourites of, and he's someone that I really like. Do you think that Bottas will get replaced by him in the future, or do you think that's going to be the evident? Looking from what happened, especially last year in Bahrain, people listening not knowing what happened. So in Bahrain, Mercedes um, had an issue where Lewis Hamilton, unfortunately, tested positive for COVID-19. Then um, they decided to uh, go, well, we've got to get a driver in. There's multiple messages I think Jensen Button even put a tweet out there and said, oh, I want to drive the car for her, for this race. And then um, they said, no, 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 we'll uh, get George Russell in to give him a run. And he had an awful race in the end. He got points, but he was disappointed because he could have got a podium, uh, cost himself there with um, the tyres. I think there was a tyre issue. He could have even won, I think, yeah, in the end. Yeah. I think his team, his team cost in the race, and he proved, he showed that he can match Bottas on pace. I know he just got out qualified, but in the race, he was matching him. Got a brilliant overtake around the outside to turn to the inside of one of the corners at the top of the track or something, and then yeah, so and he almost would have won if they, he didn't have to come in pit for having the wrong tyres on. So it was pretty, yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's a very very good young driver. He's very quick, obviously, you see in qualifying. But in terms of um, my opinion, in terms of that ultimate ability over the course of a race. He doesn't. He seems to be good, but I don't think he seems to be at the level of the top top drivers yet. You can see, like he'll qualify eighth, ninth, and then still drop down the pack. So I don't know if that's the the cars. The cars just not suited to race race trim, or he's just not experienced enough in terms of that. But I, he is a very very good young driver, and I think yeah. personally he will get the seat next year. Mercedes over Bottas. Yeah, it just seems to oh, because it just seems to me that like there's this whole idea of oh we've got to 
this whole, it looks like to me like there's this idea that Bottas is is seems like he's going to unfortunately get let go, and it's a horrible thing to see for someone who's an experienced driver. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a team like Aston Martin um, in the future after Sebastian Vettel probably retires, like his performances have been you know average at best for a car that's you know should be performing in the top three or four and hasn't. Um, is disappointing for them, and you know. Probably he'll probably end up in a situation where he'll have to fight for a spot for someone like a Renault or Alpine, sorry, and you know go from there. You know it's sad because we've had drivers like him in the past not not get their full potential. Nico Hotberg's one um, that comes to mind as well, and these things don't go the way of them, unfortunately. When you come to be the second driver of a of an F1 team, uh, especially the top teams, it's hard. And, you know, even look what happened to Nico Rosberg. Like, you know, unfortunately, the good thing with him, he was able to win a world championship. But the difference with him that probably a, a Valtteri Bottas is he's able to have the pace with Hamilton and probably there was a better influence on that. But the problem was Mercedes, and you'll know this better than me, Tom, but I think I see that Mercedes had this issue of, well, we don't want this issue to ever happen again. We don't want to see what we saw in America where they were throwing caps at each other, water bottles, the rest of it, you know what I mean? And, it was quite. Um, it's quite. You know. It, it's it's quite. You know. Disappointed. We don't get to see that big rivalry because I think that's what fans want to see. If, am I right on that to say that, Tom? Yes, I do agree with that. Actually, like you think, like Bottas is very good. He's just not Hamilton's level, and that's the issue. And Hamilton will always beat him, no matter what. You can obviously see, no matter how hard Bottas tries, and I think Rosberg. The, 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 reason, the thing is, Rosberg put all his energy and effort, and he said this, into just beating Hamilton, that once he did it, he just had nothing left, and that's why he retired. So I think that's the effort you've got to put in to, over, to beat Hamilton, and I don't think Bottas has, has that ability in him. And that's, that's, the, like, that's what they say, like, Hamilton has not, has not ruined his career, but sort of, like, diminished it in a way, you know what I mean? He's... He drove well for Williams at the time, earned his spot in Mercedes, and then from there he's just been very good. He's helped them get constructors' championship points and stuff like that, but it's just not there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was also going to say, you know, what's your take of, you know, actually, you know, onto that with with Bottas? Where do you think he'd go in the next couple of years if he does leave Mercedes? Will he end up going back to? Um, doing what Hartley, Hartley, um, Brendan Hartley, what's he done and gone off to gone off to uh, NASCAR and the rest of it? Um, you know, do you think that could be a possibility, or do you think he'll end up driving in Le Mans, for example, or in, in a two car world championship? If I, I just I feel like he'd want a, a still a Formula One seat if he left. Um, maybe Williams, if that's something for Russell, you the the, the yeah the complete swap. Which would be good for Williams. You got someone with experience to be able to develop that car, make it a championship-winning car, which is obviously their ultimate goal. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. He, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, mate. I'd say he probably would leave. I don't know where he'd go if he'd do Formula E or Le Mans or any any other sort of motorsport he also series. Or maybe even take your off. He also is a rally driver as well. Sorry, to cut you off. He also. Oh, Rally driver as well, so he could probably go back and do WRC. Do Kimi, do Kimi Rock and then switch, switch to rally for a bit, come back. Yes, yes. Maybe, maybe yeah. Yeah, maybe. Oh, so, and on, yeah, well, on, 
on Kimi Raikkonen, Tom, you know, his performances for Alfa, uh, Alfa Moreo, uh, Salva, have been, you know, excellent. And I think he's been really well considering the card they have had and the low budget they have. It's, it's quite awesome to see, you know. I think what what thing that I don't get is is that this week, for example, their practice, first practice, they're going to have Robert Kibitzer in the car. Like, the guy's 40-odd years old. Like, he drives with one hand because of a horrible accident in Montreal. Um, there's there's young people out there. Give someone like an Oscar Prosastri a chance or someone like that. I don't understand why they have to go with someone like Robert Kibitzer. I think that's really frustrating. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like it might be to help develop the car because – Kibitza is very good at understanding how the car feels and what's the name, trying to work out ways, ways to improve it sort of thing. He's very analytical like that, I'm, as far as I'm aware anyway. So that might be a reason why. But, I mean, it would be nice to give. So, like, even like a Callum Eilert, he's not got himself – he's not in the FTI. I don't, I don't know what he's doing at the moment. He's a Ferrari Academy driver. So give him a chance. I think they – did they do that early in the season? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I but, think they did. I think yeah. they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, oh, who knows? Like, yeah, I mean, it would be good to give a younger driver a chance, but I, I guess in the end, the team's ultimate goal is to get better. And if Robert Kubica does help that in practice one, then they would choose that option, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just find it interesting that they're allowing someone of that um, era to come back into the sport. I thought I thought they were, tr- I thought, um, you know, Alfa Moreo, same as, same as Haas, we're trying to generate the youth and that, but. Probably, and you know, maybe maybe they're maybe they're thinking for that you know seeing Roddy person to try and help those drivers, especially Giovinazzi, who has performed excellent as well. So you know, Alfa Romeo is a team that's really looking on the up, which is positive because Sauber were Sauber BMW when they first originated were you know struggling and were really really you know took them time to build their car up, and then they had issues with with their engine with BMW, of course, as we know. The GFC come across that didn't help the situation with all, all of all the mm. one as we know with Jensen Button's famous Braun uh, Grand Prix car, which you know ended up winning the uh, the whole thing. You know, so Braun Racing, who's Ross Braun's now running running the show. So it just shows you the shows you the you know changes through Formula One. But I was also going to say, Tom, you know, um, after the crash in Silverson and all that and the whole mess that's come out of that, you know, I, I saw it and went, oh wow, it's you know, pretty crazy what happened, and you know the 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 whole the whole you know chaos that happened afterwards. We had the whole pre-match you know beef going on, pre-race beef, sorry, and you know we had we had Michael Massey going, oh well, you can't do this and that and that, and Tony Wolf sending emails and the rest of it. Uh, what was your take of what Red Bull have come out saying they want to put a challenge to it? Do you think do you think it's a bit unfair to it? Unfair. Um... Uh, look, I don't know. Like, in the end, Red, I saw the thing. Red Bull have said that they've got data that the FIA didn't have in terms of his cornering speed into the corner, saying that he did not go that fast into that corner for the rest of the race compared to lap one, which is pretty astonishing considering lap one, heavy fuel. Um, usually you sort of take, like, you go aggressive, but you sort of take it easy so you can understand the limits of the car at the start of the race. So that's, but... Look, in the end, teams only put um, protests or whatever the word is for it if they have a genuine reason for it because it costs a lot of money to do it. So they must have a genuine feeling that they can actually be successful in uh, creating a larger penalty. Even if it's a race ban, that'd be unbelievable. But I don't think it would be that yeah, yeah. In, to that extent. Yeah, I know. And I think Lando Norris is at a point where he could um, also be in a race ban. 
just to finish up, Tom, as we know, the form, as we know, the Olympics are on at the moment as well. And uh, we've been following that as well closely. Australia have been going very good with gold medals, and which is great to see. And um, uh, we've got sports in like surfing and, you know, there's talk of BMX, well, BMX bikes in it as well. And we've got all these wacky other sports. Do you think Formula One has a chance to be in the Olympics? Formula One itself? I don't think so. I feel like it'd be really tough for the teams and the drivers to com- to commit to that during a season. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I find it very weird that they go, oh, we want to – I find it very weird, um, you know, I think country – there's been talk – there was some talk about it a while back, but I find it weird that people want this to happen. And I think it'd be very hard. I know Japan has a facilities for an F1 track, as we know. They can use Suzuka, they can use Yamaha, they can use a lot of lot of tracks. But if they go to somewhere like uh, Brazil, uh, for example, they've got Sao Paulo, which works. But the, for example, if they had to do the Formula One in Russia, Russia works perfectly, Sochi. They had to go somewhere where it was not F1 place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> it, it would be a very tricky logistical issue. Also, how would you work out with countries? For example, does Christian Horner work the great British team? Does Toto Wolf work the Germany team? Well, there's only one German. There's only a couple of German drivers you can pick from. Would you do a Would you do a sprint race for the qualifying? It'd be a very interesting concept. I'd I'd love to see it. To be honest, I'd love to see it because it'd be different and something cool that we don't get to see often. And yeah. we open the world to more to motorsport. Like we see cycling, they work that perfectly fine. And they're in. They're, they do the Tour de France and then do the do the you know the 200 kilometer race they did on day two of the Olympics. So. And they're not in teams, and they're just raising, raising as their country. They they could possibly do that. It probably also maybe there's a chance of more of an increase of uh, British pride as well, Tom. You know, with the uh, with the record number of British drivers. So um, yeah. Look, I, if they were going to do it, it wouldn't be Formula One. It would be almost called just Formula Motorsport or Formula yeah, something yeah. in the Olympics. And uh, yeah, I don't, the thing is, I don't think the top drivers would participate. They'd have, like, their contracts with their team. I feel like they wouldn't be allowed to do that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you want to have an Australian driver, it would not be Daniel Ricciardo. If you wanted to have a British driver, it would not be Hamilton, Norris, or Russell. That's that's what I personally would think would happen. So, yeah, well, look, it would be interesting. I would watch it, but I just don't think it would be happening anytime soon, personally. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. We'll, we'll dream to it. But Tom, it's been awesome chatting to you, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure having this chat for you, and um, it's been great to have you on for the Pay Talks podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Paddy. It's been a pleasure having me on. Thank you. All good. Well, that's the end of this episode of the Pay Talks podcast series. I hope you enjoyed listening to my chat with Thomas Bales about the world of F1, and I hope you enjoyed listening to that different and unique chat we had. So that's the end for this week. Make sure to like and follow on Facebook, Spotify, and Simplecast. And make sure to keep up to date on everything on Facebook as well with the new upcoming episodes. So that's the end for this week on the Pay Talks podcast. Bye for now.